Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And today, Chris and I uh, did the normal thing where we talked about a lot of stuff. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we had a great time making it. Um, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so here you go. The Washdown Podcast with Chris and Jeremy. I don't know if you get in trouble for that one. What, you think that's copyrighted or trademarked? Oh, it absolutely is. They got paid big money to do that commercial. Sprinkles. <laughs> really? 20, I, 20 seconds I, in. I specifically went with this one <laughs> <laughs> for that very fucking reason. <laughs> oh, Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, where we fuck shit up on the daily. If you're going to be good, be good at something. Yeah. That made no sense. See, just be consistent. That's uh, all what's it is. The, what's the thing that I keep seeing on Instagram? It's like... Uh, Why do you still have this? No. Oh, okay. It's like, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, but I'm good at fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I'm like Billy Carrington. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty good at drinking beer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, anyway, um, I guess we'll just jump in and then i'm not motivated for this i just want to help give you a little springboard that's uh, all thanks <laughs> i don't need your help <laughs> all right no, let's see <laughs> oh today we're going to talk about uh discipline and motivation so we'll start off with a couple definitions and then our thoughts on all that. So discipline is, uh, defined by what it says is a set of rules and regulations, which are to be followed while undergoing any task or activity. And then motivation is the process that initiates guides and maintains goal oriented behaviors. Um, kind of the whole idea or whatever we were going to talk about with this stuff is minor nerves yet yes yes that was pretty quick today but yeah <laughs> just act like you want to fucking be here i do want to be here I'm gonna, but i want to annoy you i have my reasons that motivate me and i'm disciplined in those reasons and those are to annoy you and i'm very good at it we should be disciplined in other shit yeah, that's not fun enough for me. <laughs> I'm going to cut these into little <laughs> clips once I get motivated. Um, I'm going to cut them into little clips. Podcast host loses it on co-host, and we'll just start posting all that shit. Why is the co-host giggling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, it's the... Imp- so, the reason that we want to talk about this is the importance of... Discipline over motivation. Because motivation is going to come and go. Your reasons why you do stuff are, is going to come and go. Yeah. The, like, especially if you're talking about, you know, physical fitness for one, you're not always going to be motivated to go to the gym. But if you're disciplined, if you've set that rule for yourself and you still go do it, even when you don't feel like it, then 
you're going to have a better outcome than if you just wait on motivation. So it's also, you could talk about that with mental health of if you're waiting to be motivated to go talk to a therapist or to deal with your mental health. Or even if you get a prescription. Yeah. You got to be disciplined to take your meds. Yeah. Because you start feeling really good and then quit taking them. You lose your motivation too. Yeah. You need to be motivated and disciplined to uh, speak with a consistent volume. No. It just depends on what we're talking about. (laughs) Sometimes you got to be loud. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, but you need to know how to manipulate. I need a bullhorn. I'm just talking to that and I don't go to the mic. You would think after almost three years of doing this that you would know how to manipulate the microphone a little bit better. <laughs> There's no motivation for me. To <laughs> I'm definitely not disciplined enough for it. Oh, my God. All right, so what are your thoughts? I was thinking about this the last couple of days. How am I going to piss off Jeremy? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you got to make it fun, at least for me. No, I actually agree with what you're saying because motivation does come and go. Like, you'll be motivated for a week or a month or something. And then something's going to happen to where whatever you were doing is going to change a little bit because life happens. And then whatever, like physical fitness, things change. And you still have to keep that discipline to work out and eat right. Yeah. Well, and you talk about that with, you know, what's your motivation for going into the fire service? You know? What are the reasons why you do the things you do? I don't know. For me, that hasn't really changed. I still wanted to help. Now, sometimes that it's lacking, but it's still there. Yeah, but it's the discipline that keeps you going to work every day and showing up at 6 o'clock instead of the, oh, fuck it, I'm going to be a whistle splitter and show up at 7. I mean, there's days I've gotten there at 6.15. Because, like, I'm going to take that extra 10 minutes of sleep. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't do that on purpose. No, I think we, as a culture, we kind of focus too much on the the motivation aspect. I mean, think about it. We got motivational speakers and all of this stuff. Yeah, that only lasts for like a month. Yeah. You go to these conferences or you go do, like, even go do an inpatient treatment. You're motivated when you come out. But you have to develop that discipline to keep doing the right things. Because motivation wanes. What is it, 17 days to create a habit? No. It's something like 10, it's 10,000 hours. God, there's so many stupid definitions of stuff out there. Yeah. Let's see what Google has to say. I'm just curious. Because I don't disagree with what you're saying either. Yeah. Sure. Look it up. 
You're the fact checker. Or maybe it's 10,000 hours to break a bad habit. I don't remember. I have a book on that. Well, see, even when you look at, like, you've got a book, and it's not a, I'm yeah. not knocking that. But now you're looking at one person's opinion. Well, it was a scientific study. I mean, there was science behind it. Because that can't be manipulated. Well, it absolutely. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not knocking it. Like I don't disagree. Are we gonna I go there? I don't disagree with that. So how long? So this one's Healthline. Could take anywhere from 18 to 254 days for a person to form a habit, and an average of 66 days for a new behavior to become automatic. This one's 59 to 70 days, according to a 21 study, and about 59 days until a new habit becomes automatic. So I mean, even there, just in those two, that's a yeah big, big difference. Not that big of a difference. You're talking about a week, 18, seven days. 18 to 254 days, 59 to 70 days. Yeah. Well, I think that probably has now to take- Now your 66 or 59 days is pretty close. Yeah. I, I think, think that has to take into account the difference of just people's differences. Yeah. No, I agree. But there's no, it's no set date. No. It's it's on you It's and how you're going to develop it. And same thing with your, your discipline. Because it's not going to be, oh, I'm disciplined now. Yeah, no. That's not how that works. No. Just like, you know, playing sports growing up. How long did it take to for it to become the habit or to be disciplined to go to practice and all of that and to run your play the right way? And even then, even after all those years, you still didn't run the plays the right way at times. Yeah, that's margin for error. Just saying. Or you lack, yeah. or you lack well, your no, motivation. Nobody, Nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect, Chris. I mean, Jesus was. One dude. <laughs> One fucking dude in the entirety of human history. About Buddha. Not a perfect dude. I don't know much about him. They're on a different religions. Yeah, I I think it's uh what what's the saying? Don't let uh perfect be the enemy of good. Now that's to not say that you don't strive for perfection, but also you gotta realize you're never gonna get it. You're no. never gonna be Nobody's ever perfect. Yeah. It's the process of getting there. Or the the process of trying to attain it. Yeah. Is what matters. Just being disciplined enough to keep working on it. Yeah. Honing your craft. Yeah. It's doing what needs to be done day in and day out. Even when you don't feel like it. Yep. Like getting up at 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah, how's that going? The workouts. I did not want to get up at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> And it was that roll out of bed and all fours. <laughs> it was. I was like, I don't want to get up. I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I, uh. But I got it. But got it done. So my thing recently um, has been because I've had to start using a CPAP machine and I have not been good about it. And so I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and kind of. You got yelled at, didn't you? got yelled at a little bit. 
She's like, you have to use it every night. You have to take it to the station. And I was like, but it's such a hassle. How much for a second one? Uh, well, insurance pays for it. For one. For one. So how much to get a, if you wanted to get a second one, how much are you looking at? Fuck, who knows? I wouldn't leave it at the station, though. You have to clean that thing. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, I wouldn't, another, I wouldn't. Another bag you got to bring in. Yeah. Well, I've condensed everything down to one bag. It's a heavy fucking bag. Yeah. I need to carry less crap. Just get one with wheels on it. Get a suitcase. It's so much easier. That's uh, that's not a bad idea. And then to be a big one, just like your carry-on carry one for a little flight. travel size. Yeah. Yeah. It'll fit everything and... Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah, I remember the floating days. It wasn't that long ago. Fucking suck. I, I enjoy the floating part. I don't enjoy carrying my shit in and out every fucking shift. Uh, yeah, no, I did not enjoy that either. And then, ah, oh, crap, I forgot something. Yeah. Like, oh, I left something in somebody else's office. Or that. <laughs> like, where's my towel? <laughs> uh, it's been hanging up there for two fucking shifts, yeah. buddy. At least it was dry. <laughs> Now I've got extra towels in my car. See? There you go. There's more shit piling in. Hey, one is none, and two is one. Three is not enough. I know that. Yeah. I have two. I've got one in my office, and I've got one in my travel bag. Just not enough. No. And then I've got way too many fucking uniforms that I carry around. Oh, yeah. They're all in my closet right now. Yeah. So I, have the, I, keep I them. have the one I wear, and then I've got one in my bag. But I have extra, you know, underwear and socks and shirts and shorts, mm-hmm. shoes. Yep. I've got flip-flops for showering. Mm-hmm. I've got my slides to wear around. Mm-hmm. I've got tennis shoes to wear around. i got tennis shoes to work out, work out in because uh-huh. they're different. Yep. And then my boots. Yep. I'm like, five fucking, really? Yeah. Like, when did I become this person? <laughs> <laughs> and then a different hat to match all those outfits. No, I got one hat. I'm waiting on my new one to come in. <laughs> I ordered a new one. Oh, yeah. I've got pair. I use the same pair of tennis shoes to work and work out in. I don't do a different pair anymore. I used to do that though, but I've got shower shoes, slides, a pair of boots, and my tennis shoes. But then I carry two pair, two pair of shorts, multiple mm-hmm. underwear and socks, and t-shirts, another pair of uniform pants. And then that's not counting what I already have in my office and what's on my shelf out here. Yeah. I mean, what what I'll take back to the station once I get a permanent spot, there's still going to be a lot of stuff at home. Yeah. Ain't it funny how much stuff you can accumulate? Like, I don't remember buying this shirt. Yeah. Where'd I get that shirt from? Yeah. Dude, whenever I cleared out my locker from the one station, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. I pulled out uniform shirts that I had never worn, like hadn't even unfolded. Yeah, I've still got those in a box at home. Yeah. Tons of them. Yeah. What was nice was when, when my sister-in-law was pregnant. <laughs> like, it was, I'm cold. I'm like, here, take this one. <laughs> There's so much room. I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. I get it. Yeah, until it started getting tight on her. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> oh man 
Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where, like, the whole discipline versus motivation thing, you can come at it from a bunch of different angles, but the fact of the matter is you want to look at, or the way that I think about it is, you need to look at the end result. What do you want the end result to be? What do you want your life to look like? So I've got a note in my phone for uh, when I started working out for one year later. And it's got, and, and the, we're sitting a year, a year from now, there's all the weight and measurements so I can compare. Yep. See if you attain that goal or not. Yeah. Or if I, maybe it's, I it's should do not, that. It's not so much, am I, am I, do I have a goal? It's, am I better? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's all it is. So it's not a certain weight or a certain, you know, measurement size. It's, am I better? Well, that's that 24 hour clone principle that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. It's be 1% better tomorrow than you were today. Cause you're going to have bad days. Yeah. Or bad week. Cause your neck hurts. <laughs> I am still unclear of how that happened because you two are some of the shortest you're two of the shortest dudes on the fire department no I'm not you're pretty fucking close no you're you are not in the uh like the even 50 50th percentile no i'm not and you two managed to have a ceiling fall on your head was there no one else in that room not in that area. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It does happen. It's happened to me a lot. Which is oh. probably why I can't remember shit. So, I let, let my neck heal for a week. And then back at it yesterday. Yeah. And today. How's that feel? I'm not sore. I just had no give a shit. <laughs> Ah, so you were lacking motivation and you haven't developed your discipline yet. No, I got it done. I got them both done. I was disciplined yeah. enough to get it. I'm like, I know I have to get this done. Yeah. And I the door opened, the dog kept coming in. Yeah, no, I can't fucking stand that. That didn't bother me. He'd come in for a minute and stare at me and then leave. <laughs> He's like, you're weird. I'm like, you're skinny. Get out. Yeah, just don't make him fat. I figured he'd put some weight on by now. He didn't fill out yet. How old is he? Two and a half. They told me between the two and two and three years when they, the German Shepherd starts filling out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like we don't feed them. Yeah. I was over at my sister-in-law's house last night, and they've got one of their dogs as a boxer. And she's finally past the boxer puppy stage. She's like seven. (laughs) (laughs) It takes them that long, man. That's a boxer. Yeah. Ours just wants to be loved on constantly. Yes. And he has separation anxiety. Does he have separation anxiety or do you no, have separation does. anxiety? I'm like, I'm from gone. Him. I'll see you later. 
Yeah, but what do you do when the first thing you get home? I'll let my other kennels. And then we go outside. Mm-hmm. They got to pee, man. They've been and, locked up. <laughs> and you love on them. Oh, yeah. And you tell them, oh, you're such a good boy. I miss you so much. I don't say that part. Like, I can't, I can't even get in the door of the garage if when I come home from the station because they're all three of them are right there. Yep. Fighting for attention. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's over there. Go talk to her. <laughs> That's the way it is in this house. And it doesn't matter if it's me or Rachel. Oh, yeah. It, whoever's gone when they come home. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad thing. No. It's nice to feel wanted. Yeah. Sometimes I would just like to be able to set my bag down without worrying about tripping over a dog. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Like those few moments when I come home and she's got them all outside. I'm like, ah. I could walk in, set my back down. Sit my bag down, get a cup of coffee. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to run upstairs and change my clothes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't have it any other way, though. Which that reminds me, I got to take my clothes out of my bag. I got to wash my sheets again. Yeah. Just wash them. You should do that on a pretty frequent basis. I did. It was only one shift ago. No, yeah, that's what happens whenever you have a fire and then you don't take a shower. I did take a shower, but the clothes are sitting on. only have one bag. I can put the clothes in. They're sitting on the top of everything. So, so I'm just going to wash everything again. Pro floater tip. Keep some plastic bags and put your dirty clothes in plastic bags. So that way they don't touch your clean clothes. That gives Jane something to do. I want her to feel needed and wanted and appreciated when I say she, thank you. I'm pretty sure she would appreciate not having to wash clothes that didn't need to be washed if you would take an out. See, and that brings us to prevention and being proactive. If she would teach me how to use the washer and dryer instead of saying, no, it's mine, don't fucking touch it, her words. (laughs) I'm serious. But if you would be proactive and just put them in a plastic bag, then you wouldn't have to do so much laundry. Or she wouldn't have to do so much laundry. And that would make you a nicer husband. No, because then I can love on her for doing it for me and tell her how great she is. Or you could just tell her how great she is in general for doing every fucking thing else for you. Well, you can't do that. I have some form of control. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's the only thing I get to control. <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't watch this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Or you have a phone right here and she can call in. <laughs> We're going to start zooming her in for every episode. She'll be like, oh, he's lying again. <laughs> he doesn't control shit and he knows it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just let you live in cotton candy rainbow land for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she really doesn't want me touching the water and dryer. <laughs> the last two we've had, not a lot to touch. Why? Do you fuck them up or what? No. I don't know why. It's just her thing. Probably because I don't wash clothes like she does. We do our laundry separately. I do my clothes. She does hers. See, that's a waste of water. No. You just wait till you have a full load. 
Not that hard. I just do all mine in cold. Yep. White too. White's color doesn't matter. Throw them in. Yep. Cold water. Yep. Make it easy. Yep. Cold water. Then wood gets dried, gets dried. T-shirts get hung up. Yep. So but she's got her way, and that works for her. And like whatever. It's not worth fighting over. I guess. Just like cooking dinner. She does all the cooking. Yeah, like 99%. So here's a question. What do you do at home? Because you don't mow the grass. You don't clean. You don't do the laundry. I go to work and pay for everything. I work the extra hours. So you're a 1940s husband then? Pretty much. It's, it's pretty <laughs> traditional. <laughs> I do dishes. You put them in the dishwasher? No, that was not wash the pots and pans by hand. Whatever she says needs to be done by hand. I'm like, okay. That's if she doesn't do them first. All right. That's enough talking about that. Let's get back on topic. Motivation and discipline. I don't know. It's pretty disciplined in the house. Does she beat you? Is those, is, are those the rules? No, she didn't have to. She's a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she needs she to are, do. She already took your soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's hanging there. It's a threat. Oh, man. Oh, we need to do some... All right, so look, t- take this take this podcast for example. Yeah, motivation, discipline, and apply it to that. Mm-hmm. How many times have you not been motivated to come down here and shoot an episode or edit it? Or no, not really. I guess you, I mean, yeah, you still edit stuff or upload it or do all the work that it takes that goes into it that nobody knows about. Yeah, a lot. And it's you just like I don't care. I don't. I don't want. To, I'm gonna go watch whatever on TV. Yeah, I lay on the couch with my dog. Yep, and that happens. But you know, you gotta get it done. Yep. Well, it's uh, so for me, it's about the end goal, right? And it's being disciplined enough to do it to try to get there. Because motivation. You know, like we talked about, it comes and goes. Yeah, but it so only goes our, so far even when it's there. Yeah. So, you know, we were motivated to start this because of we had just been through stuff. Each of us had. So it's like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Yeah, we did three in one day. We're like, this is awesome. We're going to do it. And yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is not awesome. This is a lot of work and it can be painful at times to sit here and talk about some of the stuff that we talk about. Um, let's be honest. There's, there's conversations we've had that you're not interested in. Yeah. And that's not knocking anybody's story or what we're talking about. It's just, you've had that conversation how many times? Yeah. So you're just like, Oh, again. And like I said, it's not knocking anything because you got to have it multiple times. Yeah. You never know who's going to see what. Yeah. Well, and for me, I don't really look at it so much that way. 
because everybody's well, so like I was saying before the computer shut off. See, I wouldn't have even addressed it. <laughs> I'd have just kept right on going. I know, but that's I'm I'm letting people in behind the scenes. So now, now you can like leave a little five second break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll insert the the picture in there. There you go. And then I'll pick the recording up the, for the second one that part we're doing. Part two. Yeah, part two. <laughs> Last week on half, the Washington <laughs> half hour in need an intermission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but so what I was saying is I don't look at it that way because everybody's story is unique. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities and, but I think that's the important thing or one of the important things to show people that, look, you're not the only one that's going through this stuff. You know, you're not alone. You're not weird. You're not broken. Like this is stuff that happens to a lot of first responders. Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, a majority, I'm not going to say all, but I'm going to say there's a lot of us that go through these things and it's okay. Here are the steps and here's what people have done to come out the other side. This is a roadmap for you to follow if you choose to. Cause it really does. It comes down to a choice of how do you want to live your life? Yeah. And you know what, what's going to motivate that person? Is it going to be, you know, the first person that tells their story or the fifth person who's got a similar story, but each one's a little different. Yeah. Which one's going to resonate with that person and motivate them to learn how to be disciplined on their journey. Yeah. Because one leads to the other and the other leads back to the other. They're, they're not interchangeable, but they feed on each other. Yeah. Well, without the motivation, you're never going to, develop the discipline but without the discipline you're not going to accomplish long-term goals yeah it's the chicken and the egg yeah pretty much it's like communication or education yeah communication comes first <laughs> can't get educated without communicating <laughs> can't learn to communicate without education sure you can <laughs> no you can't sure you can That's where I'm sticking. I'm just staying right there. Yeah, okay. And that, and that, that's my wheelhouse. Okay. It, you're like, it's like arguing with a liberal. Have you seen that one? <laughs> Dude, fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Got him. It only took 134 episodes for him to throw the microphone and the headset mm. and pretend to storm off. Just so everybody knows this is my last one. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I will not be disrespected in that way. Uh, leave it in the comments <clears throat> if you think this is actually the last one, and then tune in for next week to see if it's true. Uh, I'll still be here, but I won't be good. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> oh, mm. We have to, like... And getting on that, the disciplines like motivation for this podcast, right? We we're trying to help, you know, improve the mental health in the first responder world. You know, bring light to the issue, and like make it a little better, right? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That's the goal. So and have what fun do, doing it. Yeah, and what do we need? We need to be disciplined about. Um, doing more on social media. Like being more visible, taking the steps to be more visible. And that's something that I am just, I'm not good at. 
I just yeah, don't not, do it well enough. I'm not a social media person. Yeah, me either. It's like, let's sit down here, let's have the conversations, and they'll speak for themselves. Which is great theory. In reality, it doesn't work that way. Not anymore. Social media is where it's at, unfortunately. Yeah. Because everybody's always looking at their phone and... Not that much. Come on, man. Don't overcorrect. Right there. The problem was, when I put it one way, it would just keep going back. So I got to overcorrect and let it kind of correct itself. Well, again, learn how to use the equipment. Like, I can give you a tutorial of how to make this thing stay where you want it to stay. X button. X button? That's how you skip the tutorials. Yeah. It's like you've never played a video game before. I have, but... (sighs) Whatever. Figure it out as you go. More fun that way. So I don't disagree in the video game world. But whenever it comes to this and trying to be professional, like, I don't even know why I try anymore with the whole trying to make this thing as professional as possible and all of that stuff. All right, so do you want it to be professional have, or a kitchen table? What do you want? Well, kitchen table conversation, but professional production and knowing how to use the equipment, having a good camera, having a good lighting setup. Cotton candy rainbow land motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's what, I'm that's, sorry that's that you're, you're okay. I'm sorry that you're okay with half ass and everything, but that's just not the way that I want to do it. It's about being relatable. We make mistakes, Dude, so and then we correct our mistakes and we keep moving forward. Yeah, but here's the thing: like to get people to watch, and you gotta I've use seen, social media. No, not only that, but so they see us on social media, right? And they're like, oh, cool, I want to check that podcast out. And then they tune in, and we've got crappy lighting. You can't really see the people. The audio's not great. Or any of those problems that we've had in the past, guess what? Most people will look at it and go, okay, I'm not going to watch that again. I don't care what, they don't care what the message is, because it's hard to watch. It's hard to hear. Like, that's the big thing whenever we have guests and stuff, and I'm, you know, talking to them about how to use the mic and all this stuff is because it's important. Like, because if you, we have a guest come on or you're sitting there or Moran shows up and he's behind the camera and he's, you're not talking into the mic and you're letting the sound drop off. Whenever you go back to watch that, the sound's just not there or it's really hard to hear. And especially if you like most people listen to podcasts while they're driving their car, what do you say? Turn it up. You can't keep turning it up and turning it down, turn it up, turning it down, because you can't modulate your voice. And you don't know how to use the equipment. So it turns people off. You know why pop music is so fucking popular? Is because it's dumb, dumb. It's doom, 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 doom. You can just bob your head to it. It's the same fucking beat, same fucking rhythm. And that's what people like. They want it simple. I think you just described the entire problem with our society. I did. And unfortunately, we have to cater to that a little bit. That's I'm not doing that. 
it's the part of being professional. Yes, kitchen table conversation, we can talk about whatever, in whatever way we want. But there are certain things that we need to do professionally. Like the video quality, the sound quality, the lighting. Like those are things that we can and need to improve on to make it, to put out the best product. Yeah, and that costs what? A lot of fucking money that none of us have. We're not, not we're not Joe Rogan. Not necessarily. Like with the equipment that we have, we could sit down here and learn how to use it better. It's a lot more than most people use for their podcasts. We have really good equipment. And like I was telling you about these microphones which you love to hate on. Yeah, you said they're made for singing. Yeah, they are. Nobody wants me singing and we know it. But that's the thing that you have to realize. It's high quality equipment, but it's not necessarily designed for talking. So that's why we have to be cognizant of how we're using the mixing board, how we're using the program in the computer, and how we're talking into it. Sounds like you're getting your motivation back. It's not motivation. That's just fact. Yeah, but you're talking about doing all this stuff, and you haven't for a while. Um, and, one, and and taking it a couple of steps further. So you're starting to find that motivation again. Well, but be, call it what it is. We get lazy. Yeah, we do. But that's where discipline comes in and to keep working towards that stuff. So even though I haven't been motivated or talking about it for a while, I've still been down here messing with the lighting, down here messing with the audio, down here messing with the video. So unfortunately, you know about the lighting situation. You can't do that by yourself. No. And it's and the way it's set up. Yeah. Is tough to get your lights right. Yeah. It's I even thought about it flipping them around to see if it would work oh, any where better. We, where we face that, where we sit back there? Uh, no, not us moving back there, but like flip the, the pedestal lights around to see if that would make a difference or whatever. I think if we, I may go back to using the other capture card because I think we had. I think that was better, don't you? Because we talked about better. that what, yeah. a week or two ago. Yeah. So I may do that. And see what happens. I just don't want to do that because the capture card that I got is so fucking expensive. Like, I want to justify justify it and use it. Doesn't, but that, doesn't that make you mad? It you buy does. something that's more expensive and it's supposed to be better and it's shittier than the... Than the one that I had. Yeah. Yeah. 50 versus 150. Yeah. And but... And better. Yeah. But reading the reviews on it and it, what everybody talked about it is the video quality is better. Like it'll, it records in like 1080p, whatever. It allows that shit to happen where the other one kind of really doesn't so much. I mean, it does. It's just, it's not quite as good. The one downfall of this video capture card is the fact that it darkens everything down and you can't like. So is it made, it, for, is it made for outside? No, it's made for gaming, but the the gaming thing, that's what people talked about, is they have to go in and change their settings on their PlayStation or computer or whatever 
to lighten it up, mm-hmm. which I've went in and changed those settings and it didn't really make a difference. So I think with the the program and using so a it, camera instead of just straight up a PlayStation. Using a gaming laptop, aren't they? With it? That's a gaming laptop. I think what it hmm. is is the fact that we're using a camera instead of it's running from a PlayStation or a computer. That could be. So I think there's a there's a disconnect in the conversation that's happening between those two pieces of hardware. Could be. And to be quite honest, I mean, while the camera is a decent camera, it's not a top-of-the-line camera by any stretch of the imagination. So, but it was what I could afford whenever we first started. Hmm. So, I mean, we could get better ones. I mean, we've talked about it of uh, ultimately what we would like to see happen of having a three or four camera system with a live switcher. That would be awesome. The problem with that is there will be no more of these happening unless it's a one camera show or one camera shot. Unless somebody's back there doing the switching. Because it's a live switcher. Yeah, you got to push the buttons. Yeah. He'd be on top of it too. Yeah. You got to be paying attention. You can't be back there on your fucking phone. So... I mean, there's that. Who would you get to do that? I don't know. We need Indeed. (laughs) Start looking on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Camera operator willing to work for no money. Random hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like we shoot these at the same time every day. Yeah, it's not Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Yeah. I mean, it's Tuesday at 1045. But, you know, the next one we shoot might be a Thursday at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, it's the free part for me. Yeah. Nobody wants to work for free. No. And that's the thing is I honestly, I don't think this podcast ever going to make any money and that's fine. That's not why we started it to begin with. No, it seems more of a hobby. Yeah. So, but I treat it as more than a hobby. I'm not saying you don't. Just saying that's when you don't get paid for something, it becomes or an internship. It's, it's a it's a labor of love. How about that? Just calling it a hobby really <laughs> just kind of seems like it downgrades it for me. Really? Yeah, I don't see it that way. People enjoy their hobbies; they love them. They they want to they want to do them. That's why it's their hobby. Yeah, you're not getting it, paid for something. I get that, but you know as well as I do, whenever you call something your hobby, it's not, there's not as much meaning behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your your hobby is to go play golf. 
or you go, you know, off-roading as your hobby or whatever. While it has a little bit of meaning to you, per se, it's not like you're accomplishing anything. Do you, the, do you enjoy it? Does it relax you? Do you have fun? Do you reset? So, yeah, you're accomplishing things. But not, you know what I mean. You're just trying to I think lawyer this shit. I think you're looking at it from, a, uh, I make money at something. No. And a, and a job I'm, and a career. I'm looking at it as, does it add value to more than myself? Because hobbies just add value to you. You're the one who gets the value from the hobby. But if you're doing something like this, you're trying to add value to more than just yourself. So it's not a hobby. See, I think you add value to other people around you by doing your hobby. Because you're in a better place. So you're a nicer person. Seriously, it, it changes your your attitude. When you, do, you do your hobby for... Okay, as a third or fourth order effect, yes. I, I get still, what you're saying. Still counts. I think you just want to use the word hobby for this podcast. No, I just want you to understand why it can be seen that way. Yeah, I get it. And, you're, and I it just, still adds value for the people that come here. I just don't look at it that way. And I, like I said, in my opinion, I think it downgrades it. You're sensitive. I'm not sensitive. You're being overly sensitive about your podcast. No, words matter. Details matter. Yeah. If you define them right, you'd be fine. But you use old school... Old people definitions. I'm I'm sorry. The definition of a word shouldn't change. It's the word. Yeah, I think hobby is. It's not so much what the definition is; it's how you see it. I look up the definition of hobby. Hope they haven't changed it. Like they've changed other ones. An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. There a you small go. horse or pony. What? Yeah, small horse <laughs> or pony. <laughs> Archaic. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one for me. Historical, an early type of bicycle without pedals, propelled by pushing the feet against the ground. Isn't that just a scooter? No, because you're sitting on it. Wow. Didn't know that either. Nope. So anyway, that's my, that's my thing. But yes, uh, back to the discipline and motivation thing that we're talking about. Let's, how do you instill, what is your opinion? How do you instill discipline and motivation into the younger generation that's coming on in the fire service. We'll talk about leadership for a minute. Now, to get to the discipline part, you got to hold them accountable. I mean, they make a mistake, and which they're going to, you got to correct it and show them the why it's a mistake and how not to make it. As far as motivating it, to get to reach the discipline part, they're discipline in their craft. That's a tough one. 
I mean, they should, they should already be halfway there coming on because they chose the, the career. But it's finding what motivates them to be better. And that's different for, me, for each person. So would you say that you actually have to get to know them? Yes. I think a lot of it's just conversation, to be honest with you. Just sitting, just sitting there talking to them or talking to them on calls or about calls. And Well, I think it goes deeper than that. It's talking to them about them. That's how you get to know them. Yeah, if, if you spend all of your time talking to them about the job, that's all you're going to know. I'm not even, I wouldn't even get to the to them part. We're, we're still surface level. Because mm-hmm. when you first meet them, it's hard to get to know people. Yeah, and but it you, takes it takes time. You got to break those barriers. So you got to start, you got to find a starting point. And I think your first starting point is laying out your expectations as the company officer. Like this, this is how we're going to do things. And this is why. And then, you know, of course you got, you got to train too. The training is going to be good for you. It's always good to hone your skills because you're not perfect. And through training and, and you're expect, laying out your expectations and all that, you're going to start instilling discipline and you're going to learn more about them. And they're going to learn about you, which is going to lead to the conversations of getting to know each other more and on a deeper level. And the more time that goes on, the more open people are. Because it's not going to be a one-day process. No. So you're going to have to, it's like, like Shrek. It's like peeling back an onion onion, because there's layers. (laughs) Say that with a Scottish accent. No, <laughs> no, offend <laughs> everybody. <laughs> oh, dude, I ran a uh, automatic alarm the other day. Whenever I was working overtime, we pulled up to this house. This dude came out, and his accent was fucking thick. I, th- <laughs> I was like, "Why are you not wearing a kilt right now?" <laughs> Super nice guy, but it was just—it was funny. Didn't didn't expect that. Guarantee you he's got one. Oh, absolutely. I don't hate him for it. Nope. I just don't have the calves to wear that stuff. <laughs> you still wear shorts? Rarely. You shouldn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <sighs> but it's gonna it's gonna take time to find the motivation or what motivates them. And then once you find it, then you can build on it and relate it to this career field. <clears throat> and by training and expectations, you're going to, it's going to lead to discipline. Do you think that's possible for everybody? Or do you think there are people that come into this career field who just have no interest in it? Yeah, you're really? going ha- to have exceptions to the rule. But you think the rule is most people want to be here want to be here and they want to be good at their job and they want to be motivated and disciplined and yeah and do the things that they need to do yes i do and when you see certain things that you don't like you just gotta remember that attitude reflects leadership or lack thereof 
still leadership. Even a lack of leadership's leadership if you follow it. See, and that's where I was having a conversation yesterday kind of about leadership and organizational stress and that kind of stuff. And I found myself, even though, you know, I kept calm during the conversation and didn't really lose my shit because the person I was talking to kept saying that same thing about, you know, the bad leadership, this, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking to myself, that's not leadership. And I'm offended, like, by calling it leadership. Like, I don't have another term for bad leadership, but... So even even bad leadership is a form of leadership. I get that. Especially when you start looking at position. Yeah. And I get that. I, I 100% do. I just wish that I had another term for it. Because I don't want to associate leadership with some of the things that we see in upper levels. Like, I almost just want to call them admin administrators because they're not leaders. Because to be a leader, that implies you have people following you, you know, and you're doing the right well, things. Even, I don't know. Even, even people that don't do what you think is right, still have people following it, following them. Right. And so it's still, it's, it's just not leadership you agree with. Maybe it's style or how they're doing it or what they're doing. Yeah. But it's still leadership. Yeah. And I get all that. But I, I, I but I get I get what you're saying. But you get why Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I just frustrated with that kind of thing. That's why you see corporations fail yeah. constantly. Yeah. Like when I worked at a certain one that has a bunch of credit cards. Fucking hated it. Yeah. Because you hear from the upper management and administrators, oh, you're the tip of the spear. You're the one talking to the customers. Really? Because you're paying me $22,000 a year. Yeah. While you're yeah. making making a couple million. Yeah. Yeah, that's corporate and, America. And you can eat in your office, but I can't eat at my desk. So you remember like all those, like the things everybody would call pyramid scheme, like Amway or Mary Kay or mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. The people, and that is just historically how businesses are run. The people that, that make the least amount of money do the most work. Yeah. Like the most actual work. Once you get higher into the organization, you're doing less actual work, but you're making decisions that affect the organization. Like as far as like advertising or, you know, certain policies and procedures and that kind of thing. And we put more emphasis, thus those people get more money on those things than doing the actual work. That's why, you know, you can look at every organization as a pyramid scheme. Every single one is. Because you always have entry-level, ground-level people, and then you always have the person who is running everything or in charge of everything, right? So you look at teachers. They're the... They're the ground level. They're the ones teaching our children. But then you have school administrators and school boards who are making decisions of what they can teach, how they can teach. And then so you move it over to the fire service. You've got firefighters and EMTs. They're doing the work. Mm -hmm. Then you've got that next level of 
leadership or attainment or whatever of the drivers or chauffeurs or FAOs. Then you got the captains. Then you got the battalion chiefs. Then you got your, you know, deputy chiefs. And then you got your director. And then over all of that, you got city managers, mayors who are making decisions that have no fucking concept or clue of what we actually do. That I do have a problem with that part, and that's an issue. Let your department heads run their department. Yeah, but at the same time, your department heads need to stay in touch with what's going on at the ground level. Yes, but you. So I also think you have to let as a CEO or police chief, fire chief, whatever. You have to let your people stop piling projects on them and giving them more and more work to do. That way they can go do what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, that's going out to the, to the stations or going out to the precincts or different sites, depending, I mean, whatever your job is and let them talk to the people who are doing the work. What do you need? Yeah. How can we make this better? Now, when they, when they do show up and you go money, that's not a fucking answer. No, we, everybody wants more money. That's universal across the board. What tools do you need? What resources do you need? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Well, I think they let the good idea fairy fucking run shit a little bit too much. Yeah. The problem is they're out of touch. They're out of touch with what goes on at the ground level. So, well, I think I just broke the shit out of that. I don't know how. Um, they're out of touch with what goes on at the ground level. So they make policies or implement changes that are going to look good for public optics or, you know, this is what the mayor wants or the city manager wants, or, you know, this is what's going to look good in theory. Yeah, it looks good on the surface, but yeah. you start, you know, you dig a little bit, and you're like, ooh, this yeah. is terrible. Second, third order effects. They don't think about that shit. Or they do, and they just don't care. See, I don't think they do. When when the politician makes a decision, it's surface level. You know, they get these reports that are, what, 1,000, 2,000 pages, or a bill that's 800 pages long. Yeah. They don't read it. They read the first page. Yeah. They read the summary. Yep. You can make that summary say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's not what's in it. Just like clickbait headlines. Yep. Yeah. But what that does to an organization is that kills discipline and motivation. Because if you see your leadership making decisions that you know on the ground level are going to impact you in a negative way. What's your motivation to do a good job anymore? Because no matter if you do a good job, they're still going to hang in your ass. You're talking about office space now. I mean, it, it your, applies. Your, your TPS reports. Yeah. It, it fucking applies, man. I mean, the, the conversation they had with the Bobs. Yeah. was a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I do just enough work to not get fired. Yeah. Because Vinatech, you know, ships a couple more units, makes a couple more million dollars. I don't get another dime in my paycheck. Yeah. Just the bare minimum. Yeah. Is what you're going to get. 
And what we're starting to see is that's transferring over to the fire the fire service, unfortunately. And I think part of that is due to burnout. Because yeah. our call volume has increased so much. I would like to look at data of how much, like, the call volume from, like, the 60s forward, like, every decade, how much it increased. And see, because just in our career, it feels, I mean, it's tripled, quadrupled in our career. 19 years yeah. in a few days. That's weird, isn't it? It is weird. <laughs> We're the old people now. But, so, I want to know if it's, if this is an anomaly, or if it just is, this is just a natural progression. Like, it, it increases that much, or it has increased that much. No, I, I think it's a natural progression, because it's definitely increased, I know from the 60s and 70s, 70s to 80s, definitely in the 90s, and on. And, the, you know, your the job has changed. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, but the amount of increase is what I'm curious about. Obviously, it's going to increase because you're going to have more people. There, We have a, a bigger population. Yeah. So you're going to have that increase regardless because more people just means more problems. So I, I get that, that it is a, it naturally will have progressed, but the amount of progression, like the percentage. See, we learned basic first aid in school. Yeah. Kind of, and it wasn't so much a when to call nine one one, when not to, but how to handle things on your own. Well, your parents used to teach you that shit. That too. I mean, I don't know how many times I fell off my bike or off something I shouldn't have been climbing, and it's like, oh, what'd you learn? Don't do it again. You're fine. Get out of here. Yeah. And not. I actually did run a call for traumatic injury. We get there. It's like, what's going on? A little cut on the foot. Oh, I told you about that like, call. Seriously? Or no, I don't think you were with us that night. Ran a call. The notes on this call were like I thought we were walking into like somebody who'd been stabbed fifty times. The notes were like, person's been impaled, there's blood everywhere, blah, 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 blah. It's like one o'clock in the morning. So we fucking haul ass over there. Cops are there. We all go in together, pretty much. Go in. It's this 20-something-year-old dude fucking putting together an Ikea desk at 1 in the morning. Screwdriver slipped, and he hit his finger. Did not break the skin. That's awesome. That is so awesome. We just turned around and left. Like, no. Sorry, PD, you're going to deal with this. Like, I mean, I get to put the Ikea desk together at one in the morning. He probably started at five. He probably started at noon that day. And he had to cut his own wood and chop yeah. down the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea sucks. I wouldn't buy anything from there. Oh. And their meatballs are terrible. Never had them. I've yeah, never even. I said what I said. Never even been to an Ikea. So I've still got the scar on this hand. <laughs> I was putting together the coffee bar. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we just bought the cabinets and painted them. Yeah, and then put the butcher block on top, and I'd already put the little uh, brackets in. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to start to screw it in, 
And of course, you can't just use your dominant hand on every one of them. Of course so, not. So now I'm left-handed, and I'm behind my head, and I'm kind of cocked to the side, and I'm going up, and the, <laughs> the impact slipped, and my hand shot up. Oh. And it, the, it was like a little staple was sticking out. It scraped all the way down. It went deep, too. Oh. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and then, of course, the pain set in. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, he's like, well, what are you, you going to do? I'm like, keep working. Uh, it's just blood. It's fine. I'll yeah. make I'll make more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll clot. It'll scab. My body will make more. It'll heal, and I'll have a scar. Uh, Not a big fucking deal. Give me a band aid. I had to use paper towel for like thirty. Blood for like thirty minutes. <laughs> Ooh, got you good. Yeah, and then I finished what I was doing. Yeah. Well, dude, that's like whenever I cut my hand with a fucking angle grinder. Yeah, that shit hurts too. Oh, fuck, dude. It went all the way down into my knuckle. Those are the yeah. fucking scar. I went into the house. I put my hand under the faucet. I picked out glove <laughs> from the cut. <laughs> wrapped it up with a paper towel and some tape. Went and got my dog from the vet. <laughs> brought it home. <laughs> and then while I was at the vet, I was like, hey, what do you think about that? <laughs> They're like, you need stitches. It's like... Come on. <laughs> They're like, we're not doing that. Go to a real doctor. <laughs> they are real doctors. They're doctors for animals. They're Still not going to stitch me doctor. up. They, they could. They could. They just refuse to. I'm still salty about that. I'm not getting stitches. <laughs> oh, I had to have stitches. <laughs> there was no glue in that shit back together. That sounds like some peroxide and duct tape. <laughs> hey, I never missed any work either. I just fucking wore an EMS glove if I was washing dishes or on yeah. any kind of call. It happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's. I think that's more getting more and more rare. It's a, getting a little. I'm going to call that a boo boo. Who's going to fix my problem? Yeah. That's kind of the culture we're, we're building as as a nation. Just as work, a world. Just work through things. Just work through shit on your own. But nobody's taught that. You know, we fought that with my son through school. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not giving you the answer. Yes, I know the answer. No, I'm not giving it to you. Find it. Figure it out. The homework should have taken five minutes. Four hours later, we're still sitting at the table. Yeah. Builds resilience. But builds that's, character. That's how I was taught, too. No, I will not give you the answer. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Although, although now I get texts with pictures. Hey, should I go to the doctor for this? I'm like, why? Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> you think you should? Yeah. I get those questions too, yeah. but not from. What would your dad do? Nothing. Well, a little peroxide goes a long way, bud. <laughs> Alcohol, not peroxide. Peroxide destroys red blood cells and messes up the clotting. See, I've never had an issue. Put peroxide on it, cleans it out. I'm not disagreeing. It does. Then I'm done. It fucking clots and scabs, and I'm fine. Yeah. Now, would it kill the ones right on top? Yeah, but I'm trying to clean those out anyway. Yeah. And then it go. Then you a little bit of water, a band aid. You're good to go. Ooh, no. After I put stuff to clean, I don't run my hand under water again. Well, it depends if I have to wash my hands or not. Wash your hands first. No, I want the dirt in there. 
want that bacteria. <laughs> Makes you tougher. Do not take medical advice from this podcast. <laughs> Disclaimer. Even though we are trained professionals, we are both idiots. <laughs> Super idiots. Oh. Yeah. I no, I'll wash my hands first. The soap burns like a motherfucker on that cut. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's almost. Or you don't know you have a cut. Those are the worst. Oh, yeah. You find out real quick. I'm not going to lie, dude. Whenever I was picking glove out of that cut, I almost threw up like twice. That shit hurts. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the hurt part. It was the, I'm using tweezers to pull glove out of my finger. It was just fucking gross. I'm like, Ugh. I'm going to lay on the floor for a minute. Okay, I got to get this done. <laughs> okay. All right, one more. I'm surprised you didn't pass out. Had to get two sets of stitches. Just one set of stitches. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fuck you, man. I'm surprised you didn't have to get, get your eyebrow done again. <laughs> <laughs> so I took my grandpa's light off his workbench when he mm. died. Yeah. Actually, I just took it when grandma died, I think. And <clears throat> so it's it's old. I mean, things from like the 50s. And it still works. Which worries me because if, if part ever breaks, I ain't getting another part. Yeah. But the important thing about it is when it moves like the mic stands, mm-hmm. but it's got a big magnifying glass on it. Nice. So it's nice to pull it down. So I got plenty of flashlights I can use to give me light. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, something like that. Like, okay, oh, there it is. There it is. Now you can see better. Dude, it makes a, makes a difference. Why does shit break so much nowadays? Like they used to make stuff that lasted. Yeah, because it's so. To me, this is my opinion. Is they the motivation has changed? I'll bring it back to this. The motivation okay. has changed. The, it's not to make a lasting part or a lasting lasting product, whatever yeah. product. It's to make the most money they can on the product. So you use the cheapest materials and the cheapest labor. And if it breaks, well, it's not advantageous for the consumer to get a part to fix it. Yeah, you just buy a whole new one. Yeah, you just throw it in the trash and get a new one. Yeah. Which, in turn, has led to a culture of... Throw it away. Yeah. And immediate, instead of taking the time and fixing something, it's immediate gratification of just go to the store, buy a new one, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And they're disciplined enough to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, they see the benefit. Yeah. I mean, the benefits for that are fucking immediate monetarily. I mean, what's the profit margin on a toaster? For the company that makes it, not for where you're buying from. Yeah. The fuck, I don't know. Look, uh, at your, look at your car. You can't even work on your car anymore. You know the profit margin for popcorn in a movie theater is over a thousand percent. Oh, I'm sure it's expensive for a bucket of popcorn. Yeah, you know, so you keep seeing these box office movies and how they're flopping, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and they're like, "Oh, it's just it, you know, you got one side that says, oh, well, these people don't want to go see it because they're jealous and they're not, they're not, they don't understand and all this," and then you got the other side like, "No, we're not woke, whatever," you know. Mm-hmm. Or how about nobody wants to go to the fucking theater because it costs you $100? Yeah. And a family of four, it's going to be 150 200 bucks or for a fucking movie. If Fuck you, that shit. If you dig a little bit deeper into the box office flop, 
you can actually see that they actually still made more money than like 20 years ago. What would have been a blockbuster? Yeah, but it costs more. <laughs> but but it costs more to make that movie. I'm now. talking about profit. They oh, profited gonna... more than okay. 20, 30 years ago. What blockbusters were profiting? Okay, gotcha. So, but now it's considered a flop because, well, I mean, we can just call it Marvel movies. They make close to a billion dollars, yeah. right? So if you have a movie that profits $20 million, well, that's a flop. No, you just profited $20 million. But why, but why did why did Marvel movies make a billion dollars? Well, because they spent half a billion making it. But, again, that's profit of yeah. a billion. But, but why were they able to make that spend that much money and make that much? Because people want to see that shit. Because they kept building on each other. Yeah. And they were different. You know, even though... You could call it a sequel if you want. It's not, but you could call it that. It kept building, and usually your sequels are shit. Yeah. And well, none of these were, they kept, they they were at least consistent. Yeah. Well, they were, it was John Wick. interconnected world, for the Marvel yeah. thing. Interconnected world, every movie directly impacted the next movie. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because they took the story from fucking successful-ass comic books that our generation really is when comic books really exploded. Mm -hmm. And they took that same story and they made it into a movie. And they did it well. Yep. Because the computer graphics and all of that stuff had finally caught up to where you could do that. It wasn't like the comic books from the 80s and early 90s that that we watched. No, those were terrible. Those were awful. Still watch them, though. Yeah. But you also have the people that are writing and directing them and editing and producing for fans of those comics. Yeah. And they were like, no, I'm going to do this right. Yeah. They had the motivation for it, and they were disciplined enough in their craft to do it the right way. John Wick. Yeah. Those are four great movies and just kept building on each other. Yeah. We finally watched four the other night. It was pretty good. I liked it. It was pretty good. I think the first one is still my favorite. See, I really like Parabellum. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I think, yeah, the first one's still my favorite. Yeah. You killed my dog. Yeah. Killed his dog and stole his horse. It's a Western. Yep. With suits. I want one of yeah. his suits. That's all I want. The bulletproof suit? Yes. I would actually wear one of those. Every day. <laughs> Probably not every day. Just if I went to certain areas of the city. I'd for sure wear it to work. But, I, I, you know, they, but the story, the, the, it, it wasn't successful because it was an action film and geared towards men. But were the action scenes amazing? Yeah, they were. But let's be honest, they're unrealistic. We know that. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. It's more the story. It's somebody who was wronged. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm taking you all out. I've had yeah. enough. We should do an episode about his mental state. The trauma. Because think about what happens at the beginning of the story. Right? He's just lost his wife. He had managed to get out of that lifestyle 
but and I still want to know what he did to get out because it was an impossible task. Yeah. And they never say what it when was. When he had help. Yeah. Which in turn led to all the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but his state of mind. He, d- he definitely it, reverted. Oh, quickly. And it wasn't, I, I, you know, the the catalyst would have been his wife dying, but he was handling it well. He was obviously depressed. Yeah. Obviously very sad. He got the dog. Perfectly normal for that yeah. situation. She, she set him up to not be alone. Yeah. Because she knew he would go back. Mm, I don't know if she knew. She they, knew. They never say that she knew what he did. She knew. Had to have known. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Anyway, um, she set him up with an opportunity to grieve, yeah. right? But he never really got that opportunity. No, it was taken from him very quickly. Because I mean, what he had that in the movie, he had the dog for what a day, yeah, a day or two. So I mean, all of this happens really soon. So we can't really say that he was handling it well. I think I think he was on the right road to handling it, handling it. He was still in those early stages, but he but he also had time to prepare because it's not like well yeah it was she a died long, suddenly yeah it was a long illness supposedly so that's how they made it seem yeah so I mean I'm sure he went through some phases but she was there to help him yeah and then set him up with the dog and then some rich old kid decided nope. What I want's more important. Yeah. And he fucked around and found out. Yes. And his dad knew, you're going to die. <laughs> There's nothing. And nobody can stop it. Yep. Yeah. The, that old fuck around find out chart is undefeated. Yep. All right. Well. So would, would you be more mad about your dog or your car? Uh, the dog. I would be pissed about the, if it was my car, my Jeep, whatever. I'd be pissed about that. The car he had, though, was... Yeah, but I don't know that I would go on, uh, dropping that many bodies. It's the combination. I think the combination of it, the way that it was done, the disrespect, and the fact that they just fucking killed his dog. Yeah, a puppy who's not going to do anything. Yeah. I think they all got off too easy. He killed them too quick. He definitely killed the the main guy too quick. Yeah. But, anyway. I almost quit watching four. Yes, I know. You were worried. I wasn't super worried. I kind of saw that one coming. I knew that that was stuff was going to, something was going to happen. I knew how the movie was going to kind of end. Yeah. But it was the, I know the thing with the dog. Yeah. I know you're like you motherfuckers. Yeah. I knew they weren't going to do that. I knew it was going to be something. Well, you knew he was going to help the dog. Yeah. He's a dog guy. Yeah. You knew that was going to change somebody's opinion. Yeah. So. 
That was a good movie. I did. I'm about to watch it again. It was a really good movie. Yeah, I might watch it again too. I might just watch them all the way through. Well, I finally got Rachel to sit down and watch them all, and she's like, "I don't know why I didn't watch this earlier." That happens with me and Jane all the time. Yeah, I'm like just watch the movie. You'll like it. Goon is a perfect example. <laughs> that movie is terrible. The movie's awesome. It's simple. It's very simple. Yeah, oh, it's simple, all right. And that's why it's a great movie and it worked. Did you ever watch the sequel? Yeah, once. I think I fell asleep. Never watched it. But I really liked the first one. Yeah, I I thought the first one was... It was done right. And I want to say it was an independent movie, but I'm not 100%. Okay, was it? Yeah. There's very few independent movies I like. That was one of them. You know, I find myself... Those independent, like call them B movies or whatever. I think the story drives most of those movies yeah. because it has to, they just, they don't have the budget for the special effects. They had a lot of big, time, big name actor, actors. Yeah. And that helped. Yeah. But I think the story is typically better and more thought out. Yeah. In those movies than it is because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier being, it's not a hobby. It's a labor of love. Yeah. It's a passion that they have. So, yeah, we'll call, we'll call the podcast a passion. Yeah. That's a better word. Yep. There you go. Heard it here first, folks. Just make sure your motivation doesn't change. Or when it does change, it's for the right reasons. And it's then in the right direction. Well, I think it's... And if it doesn't... I think we're past the point of motivation. Because I think it's this has become a discipline now. We've been doing this long enough yeah, that you're, you're if still, we were relying on motivation to do this, I'm not saying rely on motivation, but you're motivated to do it. You can have discipline. Right. You can have discipline still, but motivation is going to help you keep that discipline. Discipline is going to help you keep the motivation. Are you just being contrary to be contrary right now? No, I think they, they I think they, they're interconnected. So they're, they're going to, I they're, think they're, they they're are. Gonna, they're, it, it, it's kind of like, um, like a swirling effect where the lines keep crossing each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why it keeps going. It's because just because you're disciplined, you can still fail in your discipline. True. And sometimes you need that motivation to help build your discipline back back up because something's going to happen it's going to re-motivate you and your discipline's going to be made stronger mm. I, I think they work in conjunction with each other I don't disagree but I don't necessarily agree I still think whatever works for you, man, it's your world. Yeah, you're right. It's my life and it's now or never because you're a cowboy too. This ain't going to last forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, you definitely not want it. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All right, 
everybody. Young uh, guns. Yeah. Um, look, if you're struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. We say that at the end of every episode. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Let them know you care. Um, yeah. Discipline and motivation. They're both important. And they both create drive. Yeah. And you got to, the important, like the shirt says, keep moving forward. That's the important part. Um, And embrace the suck. Yeah. Because the only time, listen, the only time that you're truly ever going to fail at anything is when you stop trying. If you keep trying, keep trying to be better, you know, eventually you will succeed or even just the process is going to make you better. But it's whenever you stop trying, that's whenever failure sets in and that's whenever the bad shit starts happening. So just keep pushing, keep moving forward, keep doing the things that you need to do and keep if whatever you're doing right now isn't working, look for something else. Because there is something out there that will help. I promise you that. Um, yeah. So thanks for stopping by. Don't forget, like, and subscribe. All that good shit. Um, that's my one advertisement. It works. Not, yeah. I'm, not, not, I'm, not, not, I'm not arguing, not knocking. So, um, yeah. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time.